0: Welcome to The Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, The Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
1: Welcome to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guests this hour are Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, Dee Taylor Jolly. Uh, He's known as the master speaker, and he's written a lot of books, and the two of them have written a book called Make Love, Make Money, and Make It Last. Welcome to both of you.
2: Well, thank you so much, Jordan, and it's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be on with you.
3: Thank you for having us.
1: Absolutely. So let's just start for people who are not familiar with you, which is like maybe two people in the whole world, but just for those final two people. just will it just kind of give us a brief view of your biography and how you got to where you are today.
2: Well, I'll make it quick, fast, and a hurry. It's a, a simple story. I was a nightclub singer uh, in the Washington area, Uh, Won the award for Best Jazz Singer, Best Entertainer, Best Performer. Did a lot of the jingles that people have heard over the years on radio. And then one uh, day I had built the number one night spot and things were going great. And and then I got replaced by a karaoke machine and told that it was cheaper. And I was devastated. Someone gave me some motivational materials and said, you need some motivation. And I read the book Think and Grow Rich and listened to motivational uh, audio tapes Started changing my thinking, took a job with the school system as a drug prevention coordinator. Started giving little speeches to little kids from the little kids. The teachers would say, come to our teacher group. Someone there would say, can you come to my church? And then the people at the church would say, can you come to my company? And then Les Brown heard about this guy who was a singer and a speaker and invited me to be on tour with him and Gladys Knight with the Music and Motivation Tour, which led to uh, daily radio opportunities and then Sirius XM. Then I wrote a book. Uh, because a book publisher heard me on the radio. The first book, It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, came out, became a national bestseller. Then the second book, A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback, came out and it just went global. And from there, it turned setbacks into greenbacks, Attitude of Excellence, Chicken Soup for the Christian Soul. And in 1999, I was honored to be named one of the top five speakers in the world by Toastmasters. And then in 2005, inducted the Speaker Hall of Fame and uh, a couple of years ago, I replaced Zig Ziglar on the Get Motivated Tour, and it did that for a number of years. And so I'm grateful now that I'm able to be able to do this book with my wife so we can travel together and work together and tell people after 33 years of marriage how we were able to stay married and not have an argument in 30 years. So we are very grateful.
1: And just tell us your story briefly, Dee. My
3: story is very brief. I was a teacher who became a trainer, then I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked for several members of Congress, and my husband sold me on coming to work with him. And I put one toe in at a time. I worked on Capitol Hill four days, and with him one, and then slowly, it took about six months or so, I moved to four days with Willie and one day on Capitol Hill, and then I made the total leap. And I had to figure out what he was doing, because I really didn't understand this whole speaking and motivational bit. So we've been doing this together now for over 20 years. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, what was the motivation for doing this book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last? I mean, there's a lot of people that have relationships, but the divorce rate is what, 50% or something like that? Yes. Why why, why is it so many marriages, which start off so well, don't end up lasting? (laughs)
2: That's a great question. And if, and, and Jordan, you're the money man. If we figured that one question out and got a dollar for each person we helped, we would all be billionaires because right. everybody, <laughs> we write in the book, everybody wants their marriage to work when they get married. The problem is, most aren't willing to work on their marriage to make it last. And so And they don't know how to
3: do
0: it.
2: And I think don't they
3: don't know how to work on it and they don't really have a plan. Right. I think you have a plan for everything but how to stay happily married. You have a plan for retirement. I certainly you know about that. They have
2: a plan for vacation. Yes. But but they won't have a plan for marriage. So fifty percent right. as you said of people in America uh who get married break up and then statistics show of the 50% that remain, over 40% of those people are miserable.
3: That and means they don't want to go home at the end of the evening, after work. They'd rather hang out in a bar, hang out with friends, anything, but going home because they're probably not married to their best friend.
2: Right. So what What, what was our motivation was we've been married, as I said, 30 years. We haven't had an argument in over... I mean, we've been married 33 years and haven't had an argument in over 30 years, and our son who uh, is an attorney, uh, on our 30th anniversary, he came home and said, look, he had been in L.A., he came home and said, look, all my friends want to know What's the secret to your marriage? I tell them that I've never seen you guys argue. And they talk about how their parents argue and how many of them have divorces. I tell them, I've never seen my parents argue. They say, that's not possible. He said, I'm telling you, I've never seen them argue. So he said, look, for your, for your wedding anniversary, I know you all going out to dinner. Could I invite a few of my friends over to just after the dinner, come over and just talk about marriage? A few of the tips you share with my, you know, people who come and sit around a table. We said, sure. Well, we came home from dinner that night. And there were about 150 people in our house. Well, wow. they were
3: having pizza and, and having a good time. And so we shared with them what then we were calling tips, the jolly tips for marriage success. And it morphed from tips into make love, make money, make it last, which another one of our our children, adopted children, Delatora McNeil, said, ugh. I have the best title for you guys. And that's where the title of the book finally came from.
2: Right. And so we wrote, uh, and well, what we didn't write the book initially. We just did the little tips. And the next day and the day after, and the day after my son got all these text messages. Your parents got to put those tips in a book. It's critical. We've been telling everybody, oh my goodness. And so after a lot of pushing and prodding for my son and his friends, we wrote the book Took us a couple of years, and it has just exploded. We've gotten emails in a few months. Has been out from Kuwait, from Hawaii, from all over America, saying we we got the book, or we read the book, or we heard about the book. We've got to have it. So it's just been amazing the response. So we got ten secrets in the book that we learned, as well as. Interviews with people who've been married 40, 50, and 60 years and the principles they share. And it's just been amazing the profundity of what we have learned from this book. We're going to get
1: into the details of all that. But first, what is the financial consequence of staying together and having a good marriage versus divorce?
2: Well, as <laughs> my wife often
3: says, it's cheaper to keep them. <laughs> 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 and you can definitely build a legacy. A legacy that can be financial, that can be a family, just a family legacy in terms of how you deal with each other and, and how you grow your family and the other generations if you are able to work together and enjoy being together.
1: Particularly, D on women, what, what is the financial consequence of divorce?
3: Well, women always come up on the short end anyway. They make less than men overall, and they end up with less money in the divorce. They end up usually with the children. Oftentimes, the, the spouse does not pay child support or even alimony consistently. So the woman ends up carrying a greater burden, and they always end up with less money or less resources.
1: Is this one of the reasons why they stay in the marriage, the people who don't get divorced because they're worried about it's going to be economic? Well, you know
3: divorced? what I think? I think based on history that you find more people are divorcing now because they have more options. In earlier generations where people tended to get married because they wanted to expand their their empire, you know, you you decided who you were going to what family you were going to marry into based upon the resources that they had so you could expand your financial base. Now that's not necessarily the case. So you find
2: people who are getting divorced because they want friendship. They want romance. Yeah, but let me dig into that question. We find that people break up, marriages break up for three reasons, sex, money, communication. And therefore, those are the three big boulders. But as I said, 40% of the fifty half that stay together are unhappy, but they are staying together for financial reasons, not because they they don't want to get a divorce or whatever. They're staying together either for the kids or for finances because they cannot afford to separate or to divorce. So many times I had a lady who she she and her husband Stayed together. They lived in the same house. They just they had different bedrooms because they had four kids, and they didn't like staying together. But they stayed together for the kids. So we are trying to we try what we're trying to do in the book is give people principles so they don't get there. Yes. Yeah. All right. We yeah. want to we want to help them. Uh, we want to help them retain and remain not only friends and lovers, but. Married and happy. And many of these problems we've experienced are people who had little problems that weren't fixed and became big problems. But and one the of the reasons they were fixed how, is due to communication. But I want to say God. something about Jim Roadie. Okay. Jim Roadie is one of our dear friends and he's a multimillionaire. He and his wife have been married for like 60 years. And they said something to us. They said, Let me tell you something we tell our friends who get married stay married. Because it has greater financial. He said, if you want to be wealthy, stay married and, and figure out how to stay married, work through the problem. So, but look, we got a lot to tell people how to do it. We got some tips that will we're, help. We're going to do that
1: after the break. Uh, we, we talked about the uh, female side. Just really, what is the financial impact on the men? You often hear men. Going through divorce, divorce, just ruin them financially. They've got to pay all this alimony. That's just-
2: exactly right. They, it, you hit, the, hit it, and you're the expert on that. They come to you and say, I went through a divorce and I lost half of everything right. I created. Half, gone, boom, that's the, that's the impact. Now, you can survive, but it's so sure sweeter having it in, in, in the bank with the two of you than you having half of it disappear. Your website is uh, willyjolly.com. What can people yeah, but the marriage know? website is jollymarriage.com because we want people to go and get a free chapter from the book.
3: And that's j-o-l-l-e-y
2: marriage.com.
1: jollymarriage.com. And so w- w- in addition to the book, what are the other things they can find at that website?
2: They'll be able to find some resources that we're going to give them a free chapter, and, and we're going to make that a repository for some of the interviews we are now doing now with people who've been married 40, 50, and 60 years so they can learn not just from us, from others as well. We just, uh,
1: we're actually going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan okay. Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Willie, Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, Dee Taylor Jolly. Uh, he is, they are combined authors of a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, Ten Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage, and the website you can find out more is marriagejolly.com. We'll be back.
3: JollyMarriage.com. Oh,
1: sorry about that. JollyMarriage.com. <laughs> we'll be back after this.
0: We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
4: We've all been there. Struggling to keep up with credit card payments? Searching for a simpler, safer way out of debt? Well, here it is. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit service that has been helping people reduce or eliminate their credit card debt for over 20 years. Most of us have made late payments and even gone over our credit limits. Before we know it, our balances are out of control, and we can barely afford to make the minimum payments. If this sounds familiar and you're ready to take control of your debts, call Cambridge right away at 1-800-897-2200 for a debt-free analysis. Cambridge will work with your creditors and may be able to reduce your interest rates and get you out of debt fast. In fact, Cambridge's typical debt management clients save almost $150 every month on their credit card payments and they're debt-free in just 50 months. So there is a simpler, safer way out of debt and it all starts with Cambridge Credit Counseling. Call 1-800-897-2200 for your free debt analysis. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a Massachusetts-based nonprofit agency providing services nationwide. For complete licensing information, Visit them online at cambridge-credit.org. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners.
5: Has your small business been turned down for a loan by the bank? Is lack of capital hindering your business growth? Small businesses unable to obtain bank financing or tired of merchant cash advances can now get the financing they need. Corporate Lending Solutions provides short and long-term capital, revolving lines of credit, and unsecured business loans. Does your business need help with payables, supplies, or payroll? Corporate Lending Solutions has powerful programs to help. While getting a small business loan can be a long, daunting process, with Corporate Lending Solutions, it's simple and takes only one to three days. Call 800-261-6478 or visit corporatelendingsolutions.com to learn more. 800-261-6478. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners.
6: We're always talking business
1: Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, D. Taylor Jolly. Uh, they are the author of a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, Ten Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage, and a website related to the book is jollymarriage.com. Welcome back to the show, both of you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. It's a pleasure to be on with you.
1: It's to be friends first. Uh, and to really, your, your best friend should be your mate. Now, why is that not the case all the time? Why, why is that something people need to be told?
2: Well, because people get married for all sorts of reasons, Jordan. They get married because they look good or because they do have some money or they get married because they need a green card.
3: Or the sex is
2: great. Or the sex is great, <laughs> whatever it is. They get married for reasons that are all over the place. And then they get married for these reasons thinking that, well, you know, that will sustain it because they had some money or they were good looking or whatever. And they realized later on that a lot of that fades or changes or uh, disappears. <laughs> and then they say, what I got now? So when you marry for friendship, we say one of the great quotes is in, in the book that we got from somebody who was who was one of our people we interviewed. It says, It's not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. And so we believe that you got to be friends first.
3: So you say, what is friendship? Does that mean you like being around the person? Does that mean you like encouraging the person? Does it mean you like being in their space? You like doing some of the things that they do. Or perhaps, you know what, I'm willing to try something new with you because I like you. If that does not exist, then you probably have
2: a very shaky relationship.
1: What are some specific things you can do to befriend your spouse?
2: Well, what one of the things Dee just kind of touched on is find some things that you like together or you, you have in common. Everybody got something they had in common beyond the fact that they were good in the bed because you can't stay in the bed the whole, all the time. I mean, if it's great sex, it, it can't be 24-7. You got to go to work sometime. But what do you find beyond that? Uh, do you like certain television shows or do you like certain uh, uh, movies? Or here's the other thing. If you want to be friends, you find what your, your other person is interested in and you get in their world. Even if you don't really dig it, now I'll give you an example. My wife doesn't know anything about football, okay, nothing. But when I'm watching football in our family room on a Sunday afternoon, she makes a point to come down to the kitchen, which is right adjacent uh, you can see right into the family room and it's a big, really a big room, uh, just a small wall that separates it. And she, she's, she'll she, do something around the kitchen and, and when she hears me jump up and down, she says, oh, did we, did we get a basket? <laughs> <laughs> I say, we got a touchdown. Oh, good, good. And we'll laugh and joke together. We just like being in each other's space, but she makes a point to be in my space while I'm football. Therefore, when she's doing some maybe gardening, I'll make a point to come and sit and talk to her and ask her questions about it.
3: Because he knows nothing about plants but I will tell him honey, this is a tulip. Oh yeah. I just planted (laughs) these bulbs. Doesn't this look great? Or I just mulched this space. What do you think? He doesn't know. I don't know and be honest with you, I don't really care but
2: I want to be in her space. And
3: I'm excited about it but I think uh, one of the The key questions becomes, what we have gotten, when some people have read the book and have said, you know what, I've been married. One specific couple said that. We've been married for 12 years, and we've discovered, we read the book, that we're not friends. Now, what do we do? I think you have to decide that you want to become friends. Once you make that decision, everything else falls into place. Then you look around and say, oh, Well, you hang out with the guys. Well, let's find something that the two of us can do together. And it's not just you hanging out with the guys over here. I'm running with the women over here. One of the things that Willie and I have in common is that because we are best friends, we hang out together, even though we're married, even though we work together. We're each other's best friends. So he doesn't have a guy's night. I don't have A woman's night. I have no time for that because I'm absorbed with him. You say in the book
1: that you say you should go beyond your personal comfort zone. What do you mean by that? Do do Mm -hmm. things that he likes that you're not comfortable with, kind of similar to what we were just talking about with football?
3: Yes, exactly. So I don't I don't really get it in in terms of the football or the games, but he is excited about it. My son is excited about it and their friends are. So I want to make it comfortable. For him and for me to be included in the space. So there might be that might be snacks, it might be fixing things for the time when there's football or going to the what's that? What's that when you have the big game? A Super Bowl. There you go.
1: (laughs) 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 So terrible.
3: Oh my God. So when we do Super Bowl, it's a big deal and you go to somebody's house. That's how we do it. So I have I fix a, a big snack enough for 30, 40 people to go to their home and they're all sitting around, they have these different kinds of games. I don't quite get it, but that's uncomfortable for me in the sense that I don't get it, but I like the fellowship. And so I work at that and they're all excited about it.
2: And and let me say this, Jordan, You, you asked a great question. If you start with the premise that I want to retain the money that I have worked hard to make, and I don't want to give half of it away, then it is in my best interest to develop a great relationship with this woman I have married. Now, we start with that, with that mindset. Then we say secondarily is that if you're going to do that, why don't you take the time to study your spouse? Learn about what they value, their preferences, foods, colors, hobbies. And we recommend people read the book Read the book uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence yes. People." Use some of the principles That's in there.
3: That's by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, listen yeah.
2: openly. Give honest and s- sincere appreciation. Make the other person feel important. Show respect for the other person's Let's opinion. Put a
3: pin there. Yeah. If you make the other person feel important, they feel good about themselves. They in turn will want to make you feel good. Right. You know. Yeah. So so it's like you can't pull water on the plants without getting a little bit of that water on you. Right,
2: right, right.
1: right, The next step you talk about in your book is to make God an equal part of your marriage. Now, today, many people are not really religious at all. I mean, more young people probably are not religious than are. So what are people missing if they don't have God as part of the uh, the marriage?
2: Interesting enough, you know, I got my doctorate in theology. Uh, Even though I'm a motivational speaker. And one of the uh, points where I learned when I wrote my dissertation is that there was an article in the Washington Post about the fact that atheists today are starting to pray. They're starting to pray because they realize that it gives their family high hopes and expectations, even though they don't believe. So what we found is there's a a principle in the in the theological perspective of life that says people who have meditation and positive thought and prayer. They tend to be calmer, they tend to be more open, and they tend to listen more. Now, we know that 50% of, of Christian marriages as well as, yes. as as secular marriages break up. But we also found that those who have a faithfulness have deeper, greater relationships. So it's very interesting. Everybody doesn't have to believe, but they, they find that they want to, the, the impact that those who do believe have.
1: Does it matter say, what the religion is or i mean say that, what
2: religion is no i would
3: say also the concept is if you're drinking and learning if you're learning the same principles philosophies and ideas so that you're on the same page you tend to think in similar fashion
2: right yes it's amazing. thats what religion does
1: that's right i think so this really- is you think we this is at, missing from a lot of marriages is having well, God in the marriage?
2: I, I, I don't know. I can't give you that. I can tell you this. Here's what we've found from those we've interviewed: those who are successful and have a faith-based marriage see the marriage as a triangle where it, there are three corners. The left corner is the husband, right corner is the wife, and at the top is their godliness or their God consciousness. And they put that's 33% on the left, 30 33% on the right. That means there's 34% left at the top. And that's, that's the, prism and the funnel in which they run the big problems through that prism. What would God say we should do? How would we handle this in a godly manner? How do we do it respectfully? How do we do it with love and caring? And they run it through that prism. The big decisions run through. uh, It's almost what would Jesus do? You know, the WWJD. Mm -hmm. What would God do? What What would your faith say about this situation so that you can make a wise choice? Because remember, that your choice is going to have long-lasting impact on your marriage. So we're telling people, read the book, and then look at the principles that come out of it and make wise choices for your future.
1: Because in many cases, marriages today are between different religions, between yeah, Christians that, and yeah, Jews that, that or Hindus. That. You're saying that doesn't really matter, that the cultural... Now, what perspective we're saying,
2: that not, that's not the point from which we come from. We come from a perspective of the principles work if you work them remember what i said at the beginning everybody who gets married wants it to work yeah. but everybody's not willing to work on their marriage so we want these principles to work in their marriage and we want to give them some tools to help, okay, help so
3: if to believe in the same principles it's easier for them to work together
1: what if they have not had a religious background they didn't go through religious school they didn't they weren't confirmed they haven't been part of a church can you bring that into the marriage? You can bring it. But look,
2: our book will help mentor you if you either way, either way, it will help you because these principles, are, if you in the, you have a faith base, it'll work. And if you don't, these principles will still work. And we talk about the things that many churches don't, sex, yes. which we're going to talk about later for those who are hanging around. We're going to talk about sex. And so you better hang around because we got to talk about it. And sometimes churches don't talk about that.
1: Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife Dee Taylor Jolly. Uh, their book is called uh, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And the website to find out more about it is Jolly with spelled on EY Jollymarriage.com. We'll be back after this.
6: Attention heroes, current and former firefighters, law enforcement, military, medical, or educational professionals. Heroes can receive rewards averaging over $2500 when they buy, sell, or refinance a home. Heroes come first. Along with the Homes for Heroes is the nation's largest hero reward program. Their mission is to provide extraordinary savings to heroes who provide extraordinary services to our nation and its communities every day. Learn how you You can purchase a home for no down payment, no closing costs, and get money back at closing. Find out how you can own for less than you may pay for rent. Get your hero rewards at heroescomefirst.com. That's heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, comefirst.com. 888-437-6114. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners.
0: Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, Dee Taylor Jolly. Uh, They've got a book out called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. Ten Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage, and a website you can find out more is JollyMarriage.com. Welcome back to the show to both of you.
2: Oh, Thank my you. pleasure. Look, I want to tell everybody because some people might be on and they might have to jump off, or they might uh, be in their car or in their office. Go to JollyMarriage.com. Get the free chapter. There's a free chapter. One of the agree most
3: agree about disagreeing.
2: One of the most profound yes. chapters is free. We give it free and we we say get it and, and go through it and then there's a chapter in there for single people as well on how right. to choose the right person. So we recommend you go and check out the free chapter and if you get the single person you get the book, again fine. But if you're married, we recommend you get two copies, one for each person in the relationship so that you can read it at the same time. If you want to be on the same page, you should be reading out the same book at the same time. So get two copies, we give you a great and last but not least the book is not available at Amazon at this point because we want to make you uh, make it available for you to get the great deal for two copies so uh, we couldn't do that at Amazon so go to jollymarriage.com and get the special offer uh, special deal for two copies so you can read it together and at the end of each chapter you talk about the lessons we put in they're called uh,
3: jolly advice
2: jolly advice Mm -hmm. and talk about it and what you learn because when we get to the sex part, you're going to see some important things that come from different perspectives.
1: Let's go to that right away. So you said the three most important things are sex, money, and communication. So let's do the sex part. So let's
2: talk about sex, because you know people what, a lot often, of marriages break up over sex.
1: Right. So what? It, it's there it may be a physical attraction, but you're saying if it doesn't, how do you kind of foster it over time so well, it stays it, fresh it, and
2: so Well, Here's the main thing that the the, the, the chapter is called. Sex, headaches, headaches, and other lies. And the reason we put that title of the chapter is because of a friend of ours named Jane Hurlong, whose mom told her on her wedding day, Baby, don't ever tell that lie that you got a headache. Because when you tell that lie that you have a headache, understand there's a woman somewhere with an aspirin in her pocketbook. <laughs>
1: That's not a good excuse.
2: That's right. And so people make sex a weapon when it is a bad idea to do that because it positions the marriage to start having tension that's not necessary. So what we tell people is sex must be seen from the fact that there are two perspectives. Men have one perspective and women have a totally different perspective and you need to understand it. And many people are never aware of that fact. So we write it another point about the book, all 10 secrets, as well as the chapter on uh, introduction and the chapter on. Uh, single people is talked about from two perspectives, the male or mine and D's and the female. So let's let's start with the male perspective. And then let's Let's talk about the women first, gentlemen, men, (laughs) men, listen to me. This is you need. every man needs to understand this and know this women need two things, gentlemen. And don't you forget this. They need intimacy and security. They got to feel secure. They got to feel you got them. You've got them in your arms. You you got them covered. You got them taken care of. They need it desperately. If you make women feel secure. And that's financial too. That's financial too. Uh, But if you make them feel secure, they'll be much more open and willing and excited about what you need. Now, tell detail women what men need. Men need sex and respect. And we don't know which one comes first. Which more important. But men need sex. And respect, they think about it Statis- statistics statistics, statistics and studies show. show that men think about sex seventeen times per day at least at least sometime before breakfast. so, so wh- they wh- why do
1: uh, why do either the men or the women stray from the relationship
2: well they they stray for a number of reasons. one is because they have they have uh, values that tell them now, uh, we have a friend who wrote a book called breaking the men's code. His name mm-hmm. is Kevin Tony. He was an original member of the Blackbirds jazz group. And his he came from Detroit. His father and uncles taught him as a young man that men are, are supposed to run around. That, that was what he was taught as a child, because that was the men's code. He would call it the men's code. Well, when he got married as a college graduate and started touring with the blackbirds he he had many women on the side because he thought that was what was supposed to be done but one day he came to a different realization that the great relationships are where you have trust in the relationship and men and women trust each other and he changed and he wrote this book called breaking the men's code many people it's their culture they come from a culture where it's encouraged or or we got a, a friend right now who's uh, the woman is the one who's unfaithful, and it has destroyed their marriage. So we're saying that. I think it's all. I think there's so many
3: different reasons. Right. But we have a, a dear friend, uh, two pastors, and the female pastor, husband and wife, said, "I am the wife as well as the woman on the side. <laughs> you have to keep it fresh. You have to keep it interesting. I think." People also stray because you get bored. You have children, you're working, and the relationship gets dull and boring because you don't work at it. And you that's- talk about
1: the three, the three, S marriage success system. What are the three S's to make okay. it exciting?
2: the three S's: be one first. Be started with your head. Be smart one of the things that attracted me now if anybody been to my website my wife is gorgeous she's beautiful she's she's vivacious she's she's just a beautiful woman but that's that's not what initially attracted me beyond of course you watch your eyes connect you and you say oh she's good looking but what really attracted me was she was smart she was smart engaging brilliant we had great conversation. That was in- attractive. I'd had beautiful women over the years who i dated, but she was smart. My mama told me something when I was a little boy. She said, make sure you marry a smart woman because a dumb woman will give you nothing but trouble. My mama was right. So look, first thing. limit is- eliminate your wealth. That's right. They will t- <laughs> spend up all your money. So that first thing is be smart. Uh, they point to your head. Be smart. Sex- second is be sweet. Point to your heart. That they're nice. They're nice people. Not a lot of drama.
3: Easy to deal with. Easy to get along.
2: I told my son, if you see drama once, you're going to see it again. Say my daughter, you see drama, you'll see it again. Don't deal with people with drama. So be sweet. And finally, be sexy. He, and my friend pelvic Jerry, area. Down, he pointed to his pelvic area. There's got to be some excitement sexually. Because you want a great sex life, and you want it way into your 80s and 90s and 100s. It should be popping on until you a 100. <laughs> Just keep it going. And those are things. So men. Remember, men, women need intimacy, security, and, and, and women, remember what men need.
3: Sex and respect.
2: And lots of it. Okay? <laughs>
1: Very good. All right. Let's move on from sex to money. So, right. money, as we said, you have a chapter called Count the Costs, That Money Matters. Yes. Particularly if people come from different kind of money mindsets or different backgrounds, how can you meld the two so that the financial decisions are, are done equally when one may have more knowledge or, or expertise than the other?
3: You have to talk about it first. you, You have to openly say, like you're saying, well, one might have more knowledge. Well, that could be intimidating. But the first thing you have to do is to identify who knows what and to have enough respect for each other to say, here's my area of expertise, here's what I know, and then figure out who's going to be responsible for what. Now, we have three basic systems that we've identified
2: in our research. Right, so we we did research about money management and how marriages handle. We found that people who were married right out of college or right out of high school, or early, had nothing, no assets. They typically had the one-pot system. Everything went in one pot, and one person was responsible for writing one the check. Checkbook. One checkbook. And one person, they talk about all of the bills, but one person wrote the checks. The, the, the Next, we found the people who are a little older, who might have, uh, uh, have been in the late 20s, early 30s, who might have uh, gotten a, a, a car, or a house, or a 401k. They had the two-pot. We found with so many of them, they just Split the bills, almost like a roommate, where they, one would take the, the mortgage, and one would take the utilities. We found a couple couples that did that, but majority of the couple we interviewed who were older, over 30, who came with 401ks with assets, they had what we call the three pot system. And so we fall into that category. We fall in that category. I had a checking account, she had a checking account. I had something, she had something. And so what we did, we put each other on each other's account, no, no hidden accounts. Right. And then we created a third account, Our household account. a household household which we both contributed to, and then one of us, which she is the one, she wrote the checks for them, and we talk about the monthly bills and move on. But the other is- thing is that because we're both
3: online, we see everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. So is, is the idea to All have accounts. the separate accounts that the, the, the husband and wife can do what they want with their own money
2: and not yes. be questioned what- about it? Well, listen, when I am frugal, let me make it clear to everybody who's listening. That's cheap. I am I am cheap, and I don't like to spend money unless I got it. But I buy. I let my wife, she can buy whatever for her. She likes shoes. I don't. I buy a little bit of electronic Peek, stuff, My le- electronic, electronic toys. toys. So if she took that money out of that household account and went and bought some shoes, I'd have a problem with that. But because we don't have, we've never had that problem, but we never set it up to create the problem. So she can buy many shoes she wants with that account that she has. has
3: nothing to do with the household has family.
2: nothing to do and yes. I can
3: go buy a,
2: a, 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 a tech toy if I want because it does not come out of the household. It made so, a world of difference in our marriage.
1: This is on the spending side. How about investing? Say one of the couple is aggressive and really wants growth and the other is well, no. very nervous oh, and conservative. And
2: deal we deal with that. Cause I'm much more aggressive than she is. And I have a hi- a higher, a, a lower uh, risk. Uh, uh, I have a higher risk right. tolerance than she does. So we talk about it and we'll say, at least let's, let's do X amount in high risk. And she, she But we balances have a it. Fi- but we have a financial advisor. I mean, right. that, that's a whole
3: nother area. We have a financial advisor where we sit down quarterly. And He has a 401k, the Roth hour all of those things. So his portfolio looks different than mine because he is more aggressive and I'm more conservative. So the idea is to have a little bit
1: of each, have some conservative things and some aggressive things? Is that the idea?
3: Yeah. But but the final decision for us is made in conjunction with the financial advisor. Right. And then we also have our what we call mad money, household money. Now, that's different.
2: Right. Okay?
1: That's more on the spending side of just... Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't but in ask.
2: the investment, we, we, mm-hmm. we talk about it, and we let our financial advisor... Right. And he understands our two personalities. Right.
1: Excellent. Very good. All right, going got to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan right. Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, Dee Taylor Jolly. Their book is called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, 10 Secrets to Shape a Great Marriage. You can find out more at his website, which is jollymarriage.com. We'll be back after this.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
7: Looking for an investment option? Consider Secured Real Estate Income Strategies. Secured Real Estate Income Strategies is a real estate-backed option offering investments with a monthly income objective. The goal of the strategy is to lend money to real estate developers. SREIS offers an 8% preferred return per annum plus a share in any profits. While there is risk including loss of capital and you should carefully read the offering circular for full details. Secured Real Estate Income Strategies screens each real estate loan carefully. Call 888-444-2102 or visit securedrealestatefunds.com to learn more. 888-444-2102. Jordan Goodman is an advisor to and part owner in Secured Real Estate Income Strategies. This does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities. Securities offered through North Capital Private Securities, member FINRA, SIPC.
4: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
1: Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, Dee Taylor Jolly. Uh, he is a speaker, author. They did a book called Make Mo- Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. A uh, website you can find out more about that is jollymarriage.com. Welcome back to both of you.
2: Thank Th- you. Thank you very much. And, And one more thing, I want to make sure I I, uh, tell people because a lot of time when we do interviews, uh, many people know me because I was on the Get Motivated tour for the last couple of years. I replaced Zig Ziglar on the tour, and I've had had a great time meeting people around the country. And I give them access to some of our free resources on my website. And I want to give the same to your listeners. If they'll go to slash gift, W-I-L-L-I-E. J O L L E Y, like Jolly Green John with an E for enthusiasm slash gift. They'll get some of my ebooks, some of my Serious XM shows, where I'm very proud to say we have the number one uh, motivational show on Serious XM. And uh, my guests include people like John Maxwell and uh, General Colin Powell and Damon John and Les Brown and Harvey McKay. So we got some great interviews there. And so you can get those as well as some of my music. I was a uh, an award winning singer before I became a speaker and that's motivational as well. So just willyjolly.com slash gift and you'll be able to get that. Excellent. Now
1: in addition to the book on marriage, you did a book called Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. Yeah. So let's just briefly kind of talk about that. I mean people have business setbacks all the time. Yes. What is the kind of psychological strength that you need to do to turn that uh, setback into uh, financial success?
2: Well, most people who know me in corporate America know me for my work with a little company called Ford Motor Company. In 2006, Ford was on the brink of bankruptcy. And I'm grateful that Alan Mulally, the new CEO, and his team reached out to me, and I worked with Ford in 2006, 2007, 2008, and as you well know, in 2009, Ford was the only one of the big three automakers to be able to reject a government bailout. They went from losing a million dollars a month in 2005 to making a billion dollars a month in 2009, and this was during a time when the economy went down rather than going up. So what were the principles that I learned from that experience. Well, number one is don't panic. That's first of all, when you're going through a tough economic or setback or situation, don't panic. Panic is taken from the Greek word to choke. When you panic, you choke off the air to your brain. You cannot make wise choices. So you end up making poor choices. 1929, there was a stock market crash. People panicked. Some jumped off of bridges, not realizing that the market would come back bigger and better than ever. This too shall pass. So don't panic. Number two, don't willingly participate nor commiserate. Don't buy into all the gloom and doom. Speak good into your future. Speak good into your life. Speak good into your finances. Speak good into your family. Because the more you speak it, the more it becomes a reality and the more possibilities it has rather than negative. Whatever you speak is what you draw to you. You say you're sick. You're gonna be sick. You say you you poor. You're gonna be poor. So speak good into your finances. And third one is don't let your pride. Poison your prosperity. If you're going through a tough economic time, we get emails from people all the time say "I'm going through a tough time financially." My first response is, after I say, "Don't panic and don't willingly participate," is, "Don't let your pride stop you from your prosperity." Mm-hmm. You might have to get a second job. There's nothing you, wrong with nothing that. wrong with being no. if it's low, moral and legal is is honorable. So don't. You might have to drive an Uber for a few months. I tell them, you're
1: they, saying people say, "Oh, that's beneath me. I'm not going to do something yeah, like that."
2: Yeah, I have, have to a, get rid. To that. Yeah, well, I have a friend who who talked who was one of the first big African American IT companies in America, fifty million dollar a year company. Well, he we, he was around during the 1970s when we had the economy downturn, and he had to take a job as a truck driver at night to sustain his company while he was going through that economic downturn. He did it for a year and a half and then when the economy started to come back, he was able to go back to being CEO. When I uh, and in later years later, he was able to sell his his company for multiple multiple millions of dollars when he retired. I said, "What was the secret?" He said cuz I didn't have to fire people during those tough times. Mm. He said, "Now, I said, "What do you say to people who say it's beneath them?" He said, "Tell them to get over it." Because yeah. It's nothing. He said that they won't people won't remember that. And if they do, they'll say that's inspirational how you were willing to struggle and scrap to be able to stay afloat during the tough times. So we tell people, don't let your don't let your pride get in the way of your prosperity.
1: People talk about positive thinking, which is clearly what you're doing in the motivational area. But there's something beyond just positive thinking. You've got to take action to make that actually happen as well. You just can't think positive, right?
2: You know, I, I'm a, I, as I said, I have a doctorate in theology. My theological perspective is different from a lot of people in churches, per se, because they say, well, just have faith. Just have faith and that will be fine. I say, have faith and then get up and go to work. Pray and then make, and my grandmama used to say, when you pray, put legs to your prayers. Take action, because yeah. prayer without works is dead. That's scriptural. Faith without works is dead. So you got to act it. And my friend Wally Amos, the famous cookie man, says like this. Many people are praying to God to drop something in their lap. He said, I've learned is if you're going to pray to God to drop something in your lap, it's best to put your lap where God is dropping stuff. And, <laughs> and the Chinese have, have a proverb that says, he who waits for roasted barbecue duck to fly into his mouth waits a long time. You got to go make it happen. Pray, and then take action.
1: So we have about three minutes left to go. Just kind of summarize the two of you, the, the common themes between the uh, marriage book and the uh, turning setbacks into greenbacks. Is, I think what, All of what you've learned, kind of how can people put all this into action?
2: Well, first of all, we want everybody to understand the importance of how to disagree without being disagreeable. My wife and I, as I told you, we've been married for 33 years. We haven't had an argument in 30 years. Now, we were on a radio interview uh, not long ago and someone said, You mean you've never argued? I said, I didn't say that. I said we've we haven't had an argument in thirty years. Those first three years we almost broke up because uh, they were tough. They were like World War Three. So, we- so
3: communication. Communication.
2: So one of the keys is your important. communication, yes. how you talk to yourself, talk to others. Yes. And that's that's gonna be a comeback tool. So that's why we give away that chapter. That's three. crucial. It's crucial, it's critical. So go to Jolly Marriage dot com get the free chapter it's our gift to you and we also have the audio live version coming real soon oh my goodness it's off the chain it's, it's incredible funny too. it's funny it's <laughs> incredible so that'll be available soon but if you just sign up for our newsletter at willyjolly.com slash gift just willyjolly.com slash gift get the newsletter so you can get updates we have uh, online seminars. Where we're going to be doing Monday night. Monday nights, we do a thing called Happily Married Mondays. Not every Monday, but occasional Mondays. Uh, we'll do that where people can ask questions, and we want to be anonymously. Able, anonymously, yes,
3: that's very important.
2: Yep, because some people have some serious issues that they are going through. So our goal is to save a million marriages and enhance a million more. It's cheaper to keep them. That's right. And then our goal <laughs> for the turn setbacks into greenbacks is help create more millionaires.
1: So what difference is it going to make in people's lives? What difference have you been making in people's lives if they take your advice instead of not take your advice? Well, we
2: had a couple call us mm, about three or four weeks ago say we're, gonna, we, we're on our way to divorce. We said, oh, before you do that, read the book. Just trust, just do that. She called back and they both called back and said, yes, we are unbelievable Uh, we had little issues that had become big and your book we gave
3: them a different perspective it's all about we gave them an opportunity to say oh okay here's some common ground
2: that we have there was another couple from richmond who called us and said they read the book together it's got two copies at the end of the book they both closed the book and started crying because they realized <laughs> they were on their way to a divorce court when they didn't need to be, and they changed their marriage, said, we're doing great. Go That's get the cool. book. If you're struggling great. in your marriage, if you we got people marriage, who, who need to in- go get it.
1: Thank you both. Appreciate it very much. My guests this hour have been Dr. Willie Jolly and his wife, D. Taylor Jolly. Uh, the uh, book we talked about is called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, and you can find out more at jollymarriage.com. Thanks so much for both of you for a great Money Answer Show. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now.
0: Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.